Stream the show on demand at KetchikanRadio.com. No tears are coming your way today here on KTN and KetchikanRadio.com because we are here with more First City Forum. Hey, 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 how's it going this morning? I'm your host, Zach Layton, in the booth with the one, the only, the beautiful Grace Louise and the sweet little loaf, Ryer, joining us. Guess it's Bring Your Daughter to Work Day. But Grace, how's it going? Good. Good. Glad to be here. Yeah, I just love waking up to the beautiful sunshine and daisies and all the flowers are blooming. It's definitely springtime here in Ketchikan. Love to see the sun get out and enjoy some of that, you know, nice weather and get some vitamin D and sit by the campfire and whatnot. Yeah, had a good weekend. So uh, what I was going to say is I think there's a little, we need to have a little celebration. Celebration. Maybe cheers with our Raven's Brew coffee here. Yeah, totally. Because you have recently joined the Ketchikan Radio Center family. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, Grace has taken over the afternoon show here on KTKN. And so, yeah, tell us a little bit about what we can expect from the afternoon show with Grace. Grace in the afternoon, if you will. (laughs) It's funny. Well, I think that for starters, I'm super interested in, I love fats about different Mm. people. Mm -hmm. So I like to know things like, I don't know, rather it's the latest scandal. Oh, yes. Yes, or rather it's more about who's dated who or what year uh, a song has been played. I really Mm -hmm. enjoy sharing some of those things. Facts about life, facts about current events, facts about the music that we're listening to and streaming here on KTN, catchcanradio.com, yeah. So is this something that you have experience in or like did you listen to a lot of radio growing up? Like how did you come to be here like wanting to to be part of the Ketchikan Radio Center family? Well, I actually, I don't really have any, mm, yeah, I don't have any experience in radio. I have experience in mites. I love to be behind the mic. Which is funny because sometimes in my everyday life, I don't always like to talk that much, Mm. (laughs) depending on where I am or the situation. More of a listener. Yeah, more of a listener or a runner. I don't know, whichever you want to call it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But but I do love being behind the mic, and I do love acting, and I do love singing. And so this is just another outlet Mm. to, Mm -hmm. to do that. And then I feel like... I listened to a lot of radio shows when I was little because Mm -hmm. I lived in a small town. And so in order to get to the bigger city, and this is in North Carolina, Mm. uh, it would take about... It was before the interstate was there. Before the interstate, it took oh, an hour. Sounds like you're from the, the 1800s, like early <laughs> 1900s, before the roads were built. No, not quite, but I did. I was raised next to a cotton field. Oh, so. Wow. so like the south. The Well, yeah, the south, but not the deep south. Not the deep just south. Just rural south. Yeah, I can hear a little a little bit of twang in your voice, and, and you're very particular to the uh, the euphemism all, y'all. Excuse yes, me. yes, y'all is 
my favorite is the best word to use. You don't have to say guys. You don't have to say ladies. You don't have to say people. You don't have to say you all and waste your time with two words. You can just say y'all. Hey, if Shakespeare can do it, the Southerners can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I know. They say that the Southern, certain Southern dialects are actually akin to that pre right in that you know shakespearean era english dialect because you know you had the people that were immigrating to what would become the united states but to the americas and they were bringing that dialect with them and then you have that blossoming out from there so i wonder how much like i like that you just made that shakespeare analogy of creating these words i wonder if people in shakespearean london said y'all or if that's an affectation so we have to have a Someone with a, some dialect experience. We're, we're going way off track Wait, here. wait, but I have a thought. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that two thoughts. One, in acting, a lot of times if you're learning to speak the British accent, having a southern accent can actually help you. Yeah, totally. And then the other thought was, what about that's so rad, California? That's so rad. Yeah, bro, like we're going to get surf in the beach. Well, and it's, you know, it's funny because <laughs> growing up in Southern California, you can probably hear a little bit of the whatever you want to call that, that valley twang. I don't know if twang is the right word. <laughs> we, say, we say southern twang, right? But you hear a little bit of that valley uh, accent, I guess, if you will, in my voice. I, I especially find it, depending if I'm around my family a lot, uh, like over holidays and things, or if I'm talking about particular subjects. I'm sure you can hear it here, because in Ketch Can you don't have any accent like that. But, uh, you know, that's really very regional to that very specific San Fernando Valley of, which is a a northern suburb of Los Angeles, because people that live in San Diego, for instance, have a very different type of affectation Mm -hmm. to their voice than that valley, you know, that was made famous by Frank Zappa in the song Valley Girl. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my God, like, get me with a spin. Like, that's very specifically San Fernando Valley lingo. Uh, and tone and dialect versus, you know, if you're in Louisiana, for instance, you're going to have a different type of accent than if you're in Texas versus even being in the Carolinas, right? The difference between someone from, from say, Charleston and someone from Raleigh. Yeah. It's going to sound slightly different. It's region. It's regional. Yeah. Do you remember when you said to me one time, I don't remember what we were talking about, and you were just like, yeah. Uh, I don't have an accent. Well, I do. It's called good grammar. <laughs> do you remember that? sounds that? like something I would say. Well, I remember uh, one time I was I was in Hawaii, and we were having a conversation with this random couple, and the guy had this really very pretty thick Midwestern, not not the, um, what's it called? Not that, like, not German. Yeah, not that North Dakota, North Dakota, like, thick german-esque accent but he definitely had this midwestern accent and he he looked at my mom and i and said oh where are you two from with that accent like that and we looked at each other and we're like accent <laughs> sound like you're from somewhere and we we're looking at him we didn't i don't think we said it to his face but we we're looking at him like you're the one with the accent dude like what are you talking about but everyone no, has an accent i forget what it's called there's a specific name for like the the lingo that people in media use on TV that was yeah. created in 
in, I believe it was either in New York or Los Angeles or maybe maybe in conjunction with each other. Anyway, we have gotten way off topic, which I love about <laughs> yeah. First City Forum. We can talk about everything, nothing, and everything in between. Um, so you kind of touched on it a little bit, but you you actually have your hands, I will say, in a lot of things in this community, but particularly in the arts community. So, you know, you're a natural fit to join us here at, you know, the Ketchikan Radio Center with your experience in, in those various avenues. But you do more than just, you know, you, you had mentioned dance before, and, and we know you work uh, at the Arts Council as well. But, you know, you do you do a lot more in the arts community here in Ketchikan. So if you want to talk about that a little bit, like how it's been to really integrate here, you know, given your background and experience. Yeah, I've super been super appreciative of First City, City Players. It's been a great mm-hmm. outlet to to use skills and utilize. Mm-hmm. I'm currently uh, just working on some movement, not really doing, not really like not a choreographer, but for mm-hmm. the the new play that's going to mm-hmm. be happening, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Chocolate Factory. The Chocolate, the factory. chocolate factory. Yeah, I'm going to be helping <laughs> with the Oompa Loompas, which is super oh, fun. Nice. But it won't be the Oompa Loompa song. Oh, it's not the Oompa no, Loompa song. No, because that's the musical. Okay, because so that because because this is the play. Yes. Based on the Raw Doll book, so yeah. so. You know, you said you're working on movement, but that's it's not necessarily choreography, but it's not to the Oompa Loompa song. Well, so, so without y- telling us exactly what's happening, like, what does that mean? Well, I think that's the fun part. I don't know yet. I have to show up. So that's the part that's fun about playing around with stuff like this. Mm-hmm. There are times, so if I'm going to be choreographing a dance, sometimes I'm going to go into the studio and have everything set up from where they're going to be standing to the Mm. movement they're going to be doing to the counts that they're doing and then other times i just go in and play and i play Mm -hmm. off of the energy of the people and this is going to be more of that one now i will say we might actually put some mm, actually i can't say no i don't know yet don't know yet we'll see when we get there because you have also this is the multi-generational show so you have you have Oompa Loompas that are, it's, it's, it's not just small children, right? You have a, a kind of a range of, yeah. of Oompas and Loompas. <laughs> yeah, the Oompas, I believe, are age ranged 7 to 17, I believe. Okay. And then what are some of the challenges with, for you, with working with like a broad age group range like that? I know, I know for me personally, working at Catch Camp Theater Ballet when I'm working with different age groups within one unit or within one section of a piece or of a a section of a ballet it can be challenging but like how do you go about you know kind of tackling that or what's something that's interesting or fun about that challenge for you yeah I feel like in what I'm teaching in a dance class setting there's at some point while there are various levels there is still a something that's more in sync where the students are like we are something of the same and it's easy to because you're with them weekly it's easy to figure out kind of where they go Mm, mm -hmm. like what what's best for them to show off the skill that skill set that they have and so here i think the challenge and the fun part is Mm. i have no idea what any of them are capable of which is the cool thing about Mm. um 
just a cool thing about theater in general where Mm -hmm. when I say capable of, I don't even, I mean, like some of them are going to be really funny just naturally. That's Mm -hmm. just their gift. Some of them are going to be really just, you just can't take your eyes off of them because Mm -hmm. of the way that they move or some people it's just in their voice or it's just cool. And then figuring out something where they can all still do maybe the same thing, Mm -hmm. but differently, Mm -hmm. but make it work and not make it boring. It's all of those things. Mm -hmm. Well, that's one thing I really appreciate about, all the work that you do in the time that we've known each other is that you're, you put this emphasis on things not being boring and you, that's, that's like a, <laughs> I have a reason for that. A major sticking point for you. Oh, you have a reason. What's the, what's I the do. reason? Well, my filtered, filtered, filtered version of that <laughs> is the Brita um, version. If you will. Yes. The Brita version of that is, I feel like I spent a lot of time when I, I definitely spent a lot of time when I was younger, just sitting in places and having to be quiet. Mm. And I know that's true. And like, that's okay. Yeah, Be seen and not heard. Be seen and not heard. mm -hmm. But being seen and not heard definitely took a 19, I don't know, 1920s, 1930s approach. It Mm. felt like. And, and so I necessarily want to talk to me. As a child. And so as a child, I'm listening to these adults just speak and speak and speak and speak and speak. And I would be bored out of my mind. Mm -hmm. And so as an adult, I'm like, okay, I don't want to put anyone through what I went through as a child. I don't want you to be bored. Yeah. Which is why... Which is why when I'm doing my work, I would rather cut my favorite part of something than risk someone... Mm being mm-hmm. bored and of course right. i can't judge whether they really are bored because people have different levels of attention span so that really goes back to my attention span yeah i was gonna say how much of that is is the audience being bored and how much of that is you personally being bored it's, with what you're doing it's so me with a little bit of them it's mm. so me and i know that but i'm also like i'm okay with that because i'm still like i did my time with boredom <laughs> I, I did years I've done years You've done, I've done my time I've, I've so done hard experience. time well that's also the reason why sometimes if I'm on the street it's like it's not necessarily like if I'm like hey bye it's not necessarily that I don't want to speak with someone it's that I don't want to make them talk to me I don't want them to be bored or to be in you know how you, you get don't want to s- hold them hostage yeah that's like yeah that's, that's what uh, my friend used to say he was like man this guy keeps holding me hostage in conversation and I don't know how to get out of it because he's my renter and he only makes me pay like 200 a month so I feel like I have to but I feel like he knows it yeah yeah Yeah. so but yeah I just I like people to feel like they can come and go as they please and Mm -hmm. I like that in my movement too I like Mm -hmm. there to be a sense of freedom Mm. in it yeah and how much of that also influences because some people might know you and I feel like people know you in different capacities depending on how they first saw you kind of like that tim curry effect like how do you know tim curry like <laughs> they might know you as the you know they might know you from ward lake art walk or they might know you from being at the booth at blueberry festival or they oh, might yeah. know you mm-hmm. as the leading player in pippin last year or as the choreographer for honk yeah. or something like that so how much of that like seeps into those other aspects too Okay. Not just not just your choreography, but like you know, it, let's say yeah. for instance, you're in Pippin or you're in Peter and the Starcatcher as an actress, right? And yeah. you're you're in this role. How much of that not wanting the audience to be bored feeling that you're just describing? How much of that goes into being a performer too? 
Huh. I actually hadn't thought about the performer part. Fascinating. Yeah, I really had it. Hmm. I don't know. I really don't know the answer to that because for me, I don't... Okay, this might just be... Different people have different philosophies for why they're performing. Some people, I think, are performing for the audience to clap, which I think mm. is great. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with wanting that that feeling because I've heard there's nothing better than the feeling of a standing ovation. Mm-hmm. I haven't yet had that, so I don't know what that means. Mm. But I will say for me, again, as a child, I spent a lot of time alone. Mm-hmm. And so I had all these acting and singing and dancing movements and moments that were alone. And so for me, when I'm on the stage, it's more like, thank you, <laughs> thank you for being a witness to my childhood. Thank you for mm-hmm. seeing me, but I don't know that I really think about like, am I, I don't feel like I'm performing for you. Mm. I'm letting, I, it's like, I want you to be a witness to a part of who I am, mm. if that's a difference. Mm-hmm. And so I think that actually sometimes with choreographing and just with being a person, mm-hmm. it's like there aren't always, or for me, I don't always know if there are those opportunities to really be like, hi, I want to see you. Do you want to see me? Do we have time to do this? Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is I do think that Ketchikan is a place where many people are that way. Mm. But I actually am the one that's like, I'm not willing to give in to this. I do not believe <laughs> you. Like, or, not you succumb. know what I mean? Because yeah. there's also the small town kindness and politeness mm-hmm. where people will be willing to... <laughs> Like, listen, but then in their mm-hmm. minds, they're like, okay, how many minutes before? I mean, I need to do this. So it's like, I don't know. I just, I appreciate just uh, when people are really direct about what they need, where they mm-hmm. need to go, and who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember Elizabeth Nelson one time, she was like, she she didn't text me bad for a week or something on something. And she was like, I'm so glad that you're the type of person I can do this to. And I'm like, you are. And I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. Like, be, like, be real. Be real. You started to touch on something there. I think that's that's kind of you know an interesting topic, which is so you're you are from a small town. Yes. In the lower forty-eight, and I I mean I lived in a small for, by by California standards a small town, um, but I mean talk a little bit about your experience here in the small town, quote unquote, you know of Ketchikan versus where you grew up in North Carolina, and maybe how that's helped you integrate here or, you know, as a person who's a transplant, how has that helped you kind of be part of this community and get into all of these things? Yeah, this town is definitely much, much different than where I came from. Where I came from was much smaller. I think even now, I think the population might be 1,800 people. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so we had a grocery store. There's a few churches. And basically, it was a type of place where it could be midnight and I could walk around the town at night and not worry about anything, like danger. <laughs> not really. Uh, I mean, if a car popped out, I'd still hide. Yeah. But I feel like sometimes in small towns like that, it's actually more dangerous because <laughs> yes, of yes. that. Because there isn't that safety and numbers feeling. Like, you've lived in New York City. Yeah, yeah. And there's no. that safety of like, oh, no one's going to do anything to me because there's like a million numbers. people right yeah. now. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. But but there, it was like there wasn't anything. So there's not, you have to travel to the city for for dance. You have to travel to the city for any type of art. You have to, they don't have a radio station. They have one grocery store that's been sold 20 times. Right. So. And amazing gas station pizza. Oh my God, I miss gas station pizza. <laughs> Every time we go back to North Carolina, I'm like, I need just one slice of 
the brothers pizza yeah yes. we have some amazing gas station pizza here too that's you do like the best the best pizza in <laughs> town here arguably don't at me people at home listening but ward cove market pizza is hands down like one of the top pizza slices for gas town. station pizza yeah i'd say in general i would say in general a- like oh, i you know okay, okay fine okay. while we're on this know, let's, golden pan yeah i was I gonna say let's segue okay top top Stop pizza it. top pizza in town for you because you we've had all the pizza and that's like that's one of our main uh i don't want to say export but i will notice you know being from somewhere else like coming here I'm like man there's a the pizza per capita here is high <laughs> yeah i think when my friend kevin green was here for oh, him yeah. it was golden pan to the point that he had a coupon even <laughs> though it was like six months later and he was like grace you must use this coupon before it expires for me i love godfather's pizza because i like that deep dish mm, crust mm-hmm, i that love style. it yes and i do i do love the word cove the word cove like, market yeah, yeah, for sure yeah yeah i know i think for me it's all depends on which which aspect like you you know is it the toppings yeah is it the crust is it the sauce it the, the sauce? sauce give me the sauce what's yes. the sauce when i was pregnant do you remember the tricky thing the cookie oh the snooky oh my god the snooky isn't that is that what it is am i saying please don't please don't call and correct me uh i believe that's what it's called at gold pan pizza yeah yeah the dessert the dessert cookie which i grew up you know uh i don't know if you've ever been to bj's down south nope nope never been to bj's brewery Nope. bar and grill uh they got the pizuki it's called (laughs) oh is what they call it there it's like it's a it's a cookie baked in a deep dish pizza pan oh and so it's like a pan pizza pizza pan cookie pizuki and it's still there oh yeah why oh, yeah. why have i known you <laughs> for four years because <laughs> we haven't least. been anywhere and i've talked to you about pizza in and their chocolate chip pizza and you have 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 because, hid this from me <laughs> because you have to be somewhere where bj's exists which is not anywhere where we've been long enough to be like oh, oh let's get a pizuki <laughs> but that was the place where we go like after <laughs> you know and uh, so performers very often like during their show run will go out to eat yeah either after opening night show after the last show you know to celebrate and for whatever reason we very often for post shows would go to bj's i think just because it was you know lots of open seating there's something for everyone because they have a wide menu but it was it was just like yeah let's go get a pizuki man Man, now I'm thinking about Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, I was surprised. They Chuck were pretty e. good, too. Chuck yeah. E. Cheese. I don't, uh, I don't like being at Chuck E. Cheese, but no it's more only because I don't like all the stimulating colors. and It feels like you're teaching kids to gamble young. Oh, totally. I think about that all the time. I used to beg my, my parents for money to go to the arcade Oh yeah. To, to play games, to get tickets, to trade in for prizes, whether it was Chuck E. Cheese or, or elsewhere. And I think about now, like, I see Ryer, she agrees. It's totally, I agree with you. It's, it's like getting us conditioned to gamble. And then now... I feel like even more so because there's that there's that dopamine reaction, right? And I feel like even more so kids are at risk because of social media. Yeah. To that same thing, and now instead of it, instead of begging mom and dad for a dollar to go play a game, you have this un unfettered, unbridled access to essentially slot machine twenty four seven with a phone. 
Well, and if anything, if you're at the arcade, at least you're throwing around basketballs and you're not just sitting down being sedentary. Mm-hmm. And you're out in public interacting with, you have to, you either have to interact with the person taking the tickets or other people that are there playing games with you or something. And it's more social. And I think that's what's so interesting to me uh, about the term social media. Oh, yeah. Is that it's the antithesis of socialization. Yeah. It's the opposite. And we're creating this anonymous persona where you, the the user, are interfacing with other personas and that are essentially avatars that you've created, which is not what – that was not the – original concept at all no no it was supposed to be putting yourself you the person the user you're supposed to be putting yourself online and now we have this thing where people are having you see with some children they have a hard time socializing with people particularly that aren't part of their their social quote-unquote group yeah because they don't have they like they literally don't have the same practice with social skills outside of school yeah because their most of their time is spent online when they're not even 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 when they are at an after school activity yeah for instance if they're at dance they're on their phone yeah interacting with this fake world on their phone while they're supposedly socializing with their friends in a in a real life setting. Well, and if you think about it, hmm, my brain just thought three things at one time, and I didn't know where I wanted to go. Do them all. Do do do. One two three. Well, the one thing that you said was the other day, or yes, Sunday, we were walking at uh, at one of those parks. And one of them there parks. Yeah, there was a dad who was on his phone while the kids were playing mm-hmm. and that just and again like not being a person that makes assumptions he could have been looking at something mm-hmm. he could, he could have been looking something up but yeah, suppose texting. but suppose has you know he is lost in that that place i was gonna say also that it's interesting to me how it's like so when when we work a lot of times our work is on the computer and so we can be on the computer for three to eight hours a day depending on who we are Mm -hmm. and so there is something to be said about this world that makes us money this world that that there's a direct cause and effect with where before it's like when you watch tv you weren't really getting anything from it Mm -hmm. and now it's like we are getting stuff from it but then there are some things that you really just can't get because if Mm -hmm. you could get real connection you wouldn't have so many mm-hmm. teens especially uh, but also all of us who are mm-hmm. who are sad actually mm-hmm. if that's the right word to use yeah and i think you know uh, it's interesting because it it really is this very acute sense of where we can see that it's it's two sides of the coin where on one hand we have this unfettered unbridled access to unlimited information and it's this this boon potential boon to all of civilization and then on the other hand the way we use this is can be so detrimental and cause depression and and sadness like you're saying and so it really is like a you know not a lot of people think of um the idea of a genie as like in aladdin the the disney cartoon but that's definitely the disneyfication 
yeah. of the idea of the genie and the genie, the original idea like of a djinn is it gives you three wishes, but it gives you exactly what you ask for. Yeah. Super literally to the point where it, it you don't even realize what you're asking for isn't what you really want or is actually detrimental to you. And I feel like that is what we're dealing with here with social media is it really is this Pandora's box, this idea of the gin. Like it's everything we could have ever wanted. Like if you look back at people even I mean not even that long ago, like fifty years ago, thirty years ago, like just in within our lifetime how if you told somebody then that they would be able to have their computer in, in their, their pocket, pocket and and their camcorder their giant on the shoulder camcorder and their home phone yeah all in one device they would be like oh my god that would make everything so much better like how much better would the world be and then we look at now that is a reality yeah and it's just not it's actually made things worse mm. in a lot of ways when we could have, you know, you see those memes where it's like the world, if, you know, this thing didn't happen and it's this, you know, uh, romanticized you know, artist rendering of a utopia. Yeah. Right. I can't think of any obvious examples, but it's like, oh, the world, the world, if people use social media the way it, it should be used and you have this like utopia versus the world, the way people use social media and we have this like you know, dystopian, yeah. you know, walking dead hellscape on, yeah. <laughs> online anyway. But that's, but that's not for, that's not how everyone uses it. Right. Yeah. So I have two, two thoughts. Mm -hmm. One, one is just the thought of in some ways. So I believe, and I could be allegedly, I believe allegedly, allegedly that Mark Zuckerberg really intended that facebook be used as a place where you shared who you were yeah it was a public forum right but we also see that sharing who you are can get you in a lot of trouble depending on who agrees with you or who doesn't mm -hmm. agree with you and then people will copy and paste things you've said or things you've done mm -hmm. even if it was 10 20 years ago and so it kind mm -hmm. of seems like being yourself online can be a bad thing or how much of yourself you can be and then I have right. a second thought, but please go. Well, I was going to say, yeah, I agree. Oh, no, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, interesting to it me is what interesting. you're saying. And then also I think that that's actually brings up another point, which is when you're in a public as a person, if you say something that's, say... Off color. Off color or perceived incorrectly or or maybe you say something and you, you had an intention behind it that's different than what is, is perceived, there's the ability to read the facial expression to read the body language there's the ability to ask a you're more the person that you're talking to is more likely to ask a follow-up question yeah hopefully um hopefully <laughs> or even if or even if they are combative and if it, if it even if it does start an argument it, it's it's only going to escalate so far and i mean some cases it's going to end maybe it might end with something fairly fairly negative but online like you're saying someone might say something and the the Overton window shifts and it's not even like at the time when those words were said that was acceptable speech and then the, the, the acceptability of the language has shifted which is artificial because language is just words are words right right so the window has now shifted and so now those words are put in a place where they're considered to be quote-unquote bad right but but 
are there even is there even such thing as bad words or is there just bad feeling and is there bad intentions right and now, then i'll say there are some bad words personally i'll, I'll say that but the yeah. but but what what i guess what i'm trying to say is yes but what we have what we consider to be bad words shifts over time yes. right because you, you even look at george carlin yes, yes. saying oh these are the seven words you can't say on tv all words have now been said on tv yes yes. and so there's this dramatic shift and then also in addition to that when when just even in our lifetime thinking about like we had people and politicians say things publicly that's recorded and there be no repercussions for that and then now we live in a world where a misstep or a a a word choice from the past gets a person i don't like the word canceled at all like it's so interesting to me because we were watching um reruns of the chappelle show oh my god the chappelle show would be so canceled tomorrow but he was using the word he uses the word during the show it's on hbo you can check it out he says, oh, I'm surprised we haven't gotten canceled yet. Yes. But he's not saying canceled like what we say canceled now. Like that word. He meant his show canceled. He meant his show being canceled by the by Comedy Central, by the network. Like them discontinued yeah. because it wasn't getting enough views because it wasn't making them money. Yeah. Or because it was too controversial yeah. for people to be. So people were turning it off like it was a free market thing. Yeah. Of of. It was getting canceled because of the free market. Now we use cancel to means there's a minority of people. There's a small group of people who are, are quote unquote outraged by past language who have a large voice or make their voice large through the amplification process of social media to be heard that get people quote unquote canceled right but how do you cancel a person right and and i think that's the thing so again a million thoughts i'm like oh which one which one which one all of them all of them oh, i won't remember them some will disappear I don't do enough sleep that's fine yes <laughs> babies do that they, babies do that but she is worth it um no i was just gonna say oh, i was just gonna say that i think Part of the issue, too, is because of social media, it's like people are forgetting that people are people. And even with emails and things like that, people are forgetting that people are people mm-hmm. and that you're talking to someone. To a person, yeah. Yeah, you're talking, you're canceling a person. Unless you're talking to a bot. But yes, yeah. but well, in well, this can- in this case of canceling, yeah. Yeah, well, it's like if, if you're in person with someone and let's just say they have a, a view that you don't like, it could even be like, well, I like hamburgers. Well, I like hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Well, Depending on who you are, someone would be like, well, hot dogs are the best. You're like, well, no, burgers are. Or or someone will let that go. And then you might not talk about that subject. Or maybe you're polite to them and you don't really talk to them when you see them. Because it's it's okay in the world if you don't like everyone. That's Mm -hmm. really normal. But now, because of this... uh, I don't know if it's the right word, but it's in my head right now. False dichotomy, maybe? Mm. Um, There's just this thing about... Oh well, you're not a person. You're a you're an object. You're, you're a brand. You're an entity, and we can cancel you. And you don't mm-hmm. matter. You don't have children. You don't have family. You don't. Mm. Ha- you're not. You don't have emotions. 
only I matter. Mm. And that goes into the narcissism. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean people are narcissistic because it's on a spectrum. We've talked about that many times. Right, totally. But it's just that I matter. It's that it's that self-centered, self-centered. The world revolves around me, my brand, my Facebook, mm-hmm. my image, what I get from it. And so it's mm-hmm. taking away, I think, from personhood and people. Well, how much of that is is because of the the monetization of That's the brand the like like you have to even employers are looking at your social media when they're hiring you and so you can't just be or there's a feeling that you're not allowed to or you shouldn't just be yourself you have to be this hyper like an exaggerated a, a hyper real version of yourself in order to get ahead because if you do that you can it's like playing this game going back to the yeah. the the arcade slot machine analogy this it's it's your dungeons and dragons <laughs> character it's not it's not you well i would even question if you can be yourself on social media because i remember even a I don't remember, or maybe, oh, I guess I don't remember exactly, a decade ago maybe, where, or I was maybe 23, 24, I don't mm-hmm. know. But it was just like, if in a person's mind, if, if they're somewhere and they're like, oh, I need to put this on Instagram, or mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. like how many moments are even, like you can't even have privacy from Instagram in your own head. Mm-hmm. And to me, when that starts to happen, that's definitely a sign to be like, yo, uh, maybe I need to back away for a little bit. But I just question rather, rather people, I mean, maybe some people can. Can people really be themselves? And are they even a self? Yeah, totally. And I know we got, we went way down the <laughs> rabbit hole, which I love about this show that we can just kind of go wherever we need to go and talk what we need to talk about. So thank you all for listening to what grace louise and i had to say today grace is the new host of the afternoon show which starts right after this on ktkn and also streaming on catchcanradio.com so you can look forward to her talking about anything that's factual that she likes to talk about news and things that come up so i hope you well i i hope you get some enjoy some of the sunshine yes that we have this week while we have it but i also hope you stay tuned here to catch uh ktkn and at catchcanradio.com and we'll get you back to some music here and uh, we'll see you tomorrow with more first city forum thanks everyone